Good morning. Happy Friday. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the live as opposed dead for uh broadcast. <laughs> we don't want to do the dead broadcast. That belongs to no. They'll, they'll think living, we're over. We are living human beings today, for better, for worse. Clink. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> yeah. Started the day at the doctor's and we didn't have time for coffee. So I went and checked us in while Stacy bought us coffee at the coffee bar at the oh. hospital. But then they took us to two different rooms. So I had to send my the person seeing me out searching for the person with my coffee. We were the talk of the office. It was lots of fun. That's, you know, something similar. So it must be like the vibe of the universe. My husband and I were talking this morning when we woke up and we hadn't even gotten out of bed and we were talking about upcoming events, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I have really enjoyed talking to you, but now can you make me coffee? Cause I have to go straight into yoga. Right. So, yeah. have coffee. You know, it's, there are some habits that I suppose if there was a giant asteroid that came toward us and that was going to be the end, yeah. I would still drink coffee in the morning because certain habits help set your day, right? I don't have many that I do over and over, at least not that I recognize, but you know, it just really helps to have something warm, and it looks like the color of a walnut when you put my milk in there. Yep. Make mine the color of a walnut. So I just want to tell you uh, what a friend and I were talking about this morning, my yoga teacher. And we talked about, uh, like I had said to you right before the broadcast, you know, people thought I was pretty weird. Why do you always talk about death? What's wrong with you? Why do you do this? <laughs> And now people need what I'm selling, right? They want and to talk about it now. Because here. Ha, nobody gets off this earth alive. Asteroid. Sorry, I watched what's up. Um, or don't look up. Don't look up. I watched that. So asteroid or like uh, the aging process. Hello. Right. So I said to my friend, I go, and I started laughing because my brain works faster than my mouth sometimes, sometimes not. I don't know about you, Jill, but when I was in fifth or sixth grade, they said they sent these pieces of paper home, these envelopes, and they were for our parents to look at and sign. And then, so this is 19, I just need to give an example, 1960. 66, maybe 66, 67, Skokie, Illinois. And the next day or two days later, they separated the boys and the girls. Oh, yeah. And then we had akin to a Disney film. And it was sort of like, uh, I, I think it might have even been Disney. Maybe maybe I'm not remembering this right, whatever. About intercourse. That was one of them, right? What is, how do you make a baby, right? Right. The next 
the next one we had for the girls was, and I'm totally making this up because I don't remember the thing. Minnie Mouse has her period. Something like that. Something bizarre. Oh, right? Oh, wasn't that bad. Well, it was something like that. So that and now they've talk. got YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But could you imagine if, like in an early age, Mickey Mouse is laying in bed and he's dying. And Minnie Mouse comes up, right? I'm so sacrilegious here, right? And Minnie Mouse comes up. Don't go. You know, so that's that. Goofy comes up and he's like, hey, this is a miracle. We can make a miracle here. You know, I'm going to pray over you. You're going to get up. Meanwhile, Pluto the dog comes in. And, you know, when they're explaining the death process and then you hear Mickey take a breath and the clock goes 30 seconds. <laughs> We've got a film to make. Oh, my God. I, I'm Listen, our listening audience, you have seen Jill and I for 18 months now, right? It's 18 months. 18 months. And sometimes when it's so, so many things are overwhelming, whether it's you're taking in what's going on with the healthcare system, the teaching system, family systems. I just read that in some city, a bunch of moms got together only to just scream at the moon because they were so frustrated. And plus you have everyday life. You have people falling apart emotionally, physically, people who said, I'm done with my chemo. Don't be mad at me. It's been a good run. I have Resigned. other mental health illnesses and this and that, and, you know, friendships and churches. Wah, 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 wah. So this is one of the ways that I cope. Is like, what is the most ridiculous thing I can see? But still being, ah, uh, what? Here, old adult <laughs> wife absolutely loves you guys. Well, you're welcome, Peter North. I, I didn't know who that is. Have we been hacked? I don't know who's here. Weirdness. I don't know what that is. So anyway, there you go. I think That's, it's time for us to make some movies and some films about grief and loss and talking about, it. I just did a training for the New York psychotherapy and counseling centers, which covers all the boroughs and the outlying areas at seven in the morning this week, my time, because mm -hmm. that was a reasonable oh. for them, oh. right? They had 10 Lovely. to 12 yeah. and, you know, so many good questions about how to talk to kids and how to talk to adults and how to help say goodbye and, all the things that you and I talk about and our listeners talk about and are comfortable with things that other people are um, not familiar with and not used to being part of. Right. 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 Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so we've seen dying in different ways in films. I mean, you and I have never really gone through all the genres of films and cartoons some of people's first seeing uh, dying 
-hmm. is Bambi. When Bambi's dad gets shot. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, oh, no, no, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's interesting when I'm teaching courses and I say, tell me about your experiences with loss. Sometimes nobody will. But some groups and this group, I had people who'd had um, murders in their family. They'd had traumatic child loss. They'd had aging. They had a client who was dying. They like the whole gamut of real life in terms of having experienced loss or experiencing loss. And they were so keyed in, but they so needed like words to say and and permission not to say words. Yeah. Permission to just sit. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. Brittany says the land before time where mom dies. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, um, what about like not just cops and robbers or, or I hate to say it like this, cowboys and Indians, soldiers and whatever, but probably it didn't make an impact when I saw Vietnam on the news. That was but it made, and it was black and white too. It was black for the most part. Yes. Black and white. Mm-hmm. But what about terms of endearment? And that's and the sh- thing now when I talk about terms of endearment, mm-hmm. they, nobody knows. They don't know it. I have to tell them. Just like when I talk about the trouble with triples for dementia and they don't know the triple trip. Yeah. They're, I'm going to have to. Okay. Listeners, if you are yeah, Brittany, like your age and under, you know, we, we need some current films that we can add to the archive. Exactly. I uh, like Coco because it does talk about death and dying. Coco. And grief and loss. Mm-hmm. The, um, I'm trying to think what other movies I saw where. I'll just have to go through a lot of them. I mean, they talk about it for people that, uh, so green tomatoes, fried green tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Jessica, I forget her last Jessica name. Candy. Candy. She dies, right? Yes. At the end. Um, what about uh, Tom Hanks in Run Forest? Ron, what's that one called? Forrest Gump. Oh, Forrest Gump. That's right. Forrest Gump. He's in Vietnam and Dr. Dan. Uh, Encanto oh. has trauma stories. All right. We got oh, that. Okay. I haven't seen that. I It's on my Disney then, wish list. Then there's always for adults, any Grey's Anatomy. Oh, well, you watch any of the doctor shows. I mean, but even Grey's Anatomy with their imagery of the beach. And making contact oh. with other people who have died, and oh, mm-hmm. that kind of that, that's a that was a real, those were really nice. And I had people who really keyed into that, it made it safe to think about a transitional process during the dying mm-hmm. process and during illness mm-hmm. process, which I think is important too. Gravity was another one mm-hmm. with Sandra Bullock, isn't that the one with Sandra Bullock? And uh. What I didn't Disney? watch that one. That has too okay. much of an edge for me. And I don't watch edge. Yeah. yeah. If there's yeah. going to be an edge, I'm going to come in and watch HGTV and drown out the edge. Mm-hmm. And re- what do you mean more by the edge? I don't what? want movies that are, that have, I don't like scary. 
Got it. Got I don't, I, if I have mm-hmm. to, if I'm forced to watch it, I am Googling that thing and I'm going to know what's coming and I'm going to know how mm-hmm. it ends. And mm-hmm. then I can just sort of check out. Mm-hmm. Right. Deborah Look at Deborah. Go ahead. I had a dear young person die in my car. Seeing movies where people pass away in movies always evokes a feeling of regret. And I understand, Jill, and multi-generational references for teaching. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Deborah, thank you. In the car. It's so good to see you. That's that's hard. That's hard. It's uh uh-huh. When it reminds you of something personal. It's mm-hmm. I, when my cousin was murdered and our mm-hmm. last name was splashed all over Chicago news, our last name, that was really hard. And to this day, it it's hard when I see people's especially now, like in Champaign-Urbana, the murder rate has gone up, 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 up. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're not the only small town to have that right now. And so it's hard when I see keep seeing the the names about people. I, I flinch. It's not like the car, having someone die in your car, so you don't want to see anything like that. But it's it's hard. So funny story about the car um, is we were when when my first wife, Linda, and I were on our last trip to Las Vegas, we had to, we drove back and um, she had pulmonary fibrosis. And for those who don't know, if you have pulmonary illnesses, going over mountain passes is really, really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And she insisted on going. She, that was her got to do this thing. So, OK, we're going to go do this thing. And um, I had tons of oxygen in the car, which was a little scary. And, um, then we had, um, this moment where she stopped talking and her face got kind of dusky, you know, that dusky, it's not quite purple, but it's, it's purple is close to a purple gray. And I realized I did not have her pulse or her DNR in the car. This is about four months before she died, five months. And I thought, well, let's see, I'm about three hours from home on a bad day, but it was snowy and icy. So I couldn't pedal to the metal because I had oxygen in the car and I didn't want us to go boom. So I just, I started singing and I told stories and I tried to see if she would come back a little bit. And we finally got down a pass called the Cajon Pass out here, which brought us down to about 2,500 feet. And all of a sudden it was like, hello, I'm back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, it was like being in a movie. And I said, you know, I was just going to drive to the ER and have them pronounce you, be- but at the home ER, cause they'd know you and they know I didn't kill you. Whereas in Apple Valley, mm-hmm. they might've thought otherwise, right? You just got to live life as it comes. It, it, that certain kind of flexibility that you're talking about <clears throat> is, uh, is important to be flexible ahead of time so that when that moment comes, you can jump into flexibility. It's a, it's almost like an emotional muscle to be flexible. Um, a couple things. One, Jill and I will have to go through this, but it looks like we've been hacked. I just took so, us off of YouTube. So. Oh, good, good. 
I didn't know we were on YouTube. We were on YouTube for a while as a test today, but we aren't anymore. Okay, great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, number two, how that going back to that flexibility, when you're in a crisis, and I just watched this on Chicago Med. So spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about Chicago Med from Wednesday. So close your ears if you don't want to hear. Um, they brought back a character, uh, one of the doctors, and <clears throat> he didn't even know his dad was that ill, right? Because his dad didn't want to tell him. He goes and see his dad. His dad's a war hero. He's this. And he's like, hey, punch me. Hey, you know, and he's had a stroke and he won't go into the hospital. <sighs> no sooner does uh, the doctor and his doctor friend leave, who happens to be a psychiatrist, leave. And the psychiatrist sort of runs interference with the the uh, relationship between the dad and the son, right? Because mm -hmm. sometimes for some of us, we play, in your case, it would be therapist daughter, therapist daughter. I play nurse daughter, nurse daughter, right? It's hard. It's hard yeah. to get out of your role when you know things ahead of time. So the doctor became the son and he goes and sees his dad in the bed and he goes, You've got to change the snow tires. Go change the snow tires. Change them. No, but dad, I want to be here. No, go right now. And so dutifully and in shaking, like I know my dad's dying, but he wants me to change the snow tires. He gets to the shop. He's, he's like, you know, those of us remember, you're like on edge. The next thing's going to break you, right? Whatever it is. The phone rings. He hands it to his doc, his psychiatrist friend that's there supporting him while he's getting the snow tires changed. The doc, his friend says, hey, buddy, I, I hate to say this to you, but your dad died while you were here. And the first thing he said is, or second thing, he wanted me to change the snow tires because he didn't want me there when he died. Right. And this is this is on TV, and this happens in real life. It does. It does. And people don't realize that. People don't realize that uh, how whatever meaning you are making out of the death, For me to come in and say, they go, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Enough people, you know, Jill, and I do too. All the time. Feel bad that they're not there. You need to be there for that last breath. That it's last a breath. Common feeling. And I wasn't there for my mother's last breath. And I remember they said, sometimes they don't want you there. Right. And, and that's sometimes you don't want to be there either. And that's okay. And that's okay too. I'm to a last breath person. My wife is a not last breath person. It's, it's, it's two different approaches it's, to saying goodbye. And it's either one is okay. Daryl is a last breath person. He has witnessed many people, many relatives mm -hmm. take their last breath. And he integrates that pretty fast. Right. 
I'm a last breath, but it didn't happen. My mother didn't like me to see things when she was alive. Right. Why, when she died, would she want me to do that? Exactly. So, yeah, no, it's it's okay. Either way, and as a hospice social worker, I lots of times the family would step out and then the death would occur, or the family yes. would come in and then the death would occur. And I think it's okay to just say it happened the way it did. And in right. that sense, it was meant to be that way. And it's not a judgment on how good a, or loving of a relationship you you were. It just is what happened. And no judgment implied. And thank you, Deborah Norwood, for yeah. like supporting that we're saying there's no judgment. We're you not making that story. And you don't have to be there to demonstrate that you loved someone. And you don't have to be absent in order for them to die. It's it's circumstantial and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I know many people that, you know, they, they felt really bad they weren't there. Once, like we were saying, and they're the ones judging themselves. And they only know one story and it takes them a long time because they question everything. They question, should I have not given that drug? Should I not? Did I do this? Did I do that? Did I cause the, the 10 minute earlier death? That's what I say. Yeah. And as nurses, we've, we've gone, you know, how many times have we rolled and this happens, we roll somebody on their side and they're gone two minutes later. Yep. Yep. Ian. Yep. There's no pause button. Thanks, Ian. In that process, it just happens as it happens. That's right. It and that's is what it is. Okay how it happens. Mm -hmm. Because what's important is that relationship you had and the being able to, if you had time to say the mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. or the coming to terms with the fact that you didn't have time if it was unexpected. And either way is okay. As long as you find your way to cope through it, to finish it. And to find some humor and give yourself some grace for it, it happened the way it did, mm -hmm. and we can't change it. So let's give ourselves some space and some grace for allowing that to just be the experience that was. Right? Yeah. You, know, you know, my dad died of back then. They said a heart attack. Right? They didn't do an autopsy. Right. And <clears throat> I wasn't there, and it was like a bazillion times I I would dream about that moment or I'd have to relive that moment that I wasn't there but you know what there and I know this might sound weird if you don't get the grieving done at that time that's okay because you will have opportunities down the road I have a couple clients that you know here, Stephen's even saying, why was I asleep? Well, exhaustion. That's. But his husband died the way he wanted and Steve's okay. That's with that. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing, Stephen. Yeah, it's. Don't worry. If you don't grieve it now, you'll get opportunities down the road because something will happen. I well, always say. around a bit on this show and then you'll get to grief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're happy to do that for you. <laughs> That's right. Oh, do you need some more help? Right. Not just the people. Oh, there. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. That's why I think we need a cartoon. Hi, I'm Minnie Mouse. And I want to tell you how to, how dying happens and what you can do. Yes. And, and, do and all the ways to be able to cope with it. And this is how girls get their period. And this is also. I don't ever also... want to hear that from Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Not ever. I know. It was we like. We should have Minnie Mouse does menopause. That might be way more fun. Really? Nobody talks about menopause either. either. No. Right. This is Minnie Mouse when she was 30. La, la, la. This is Minnie Mouse when she's 55. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's like, yeah, enough already. Enough. enough oh, enough. my gosh. Well, you know, maybe Ian, when you were younger, didn't in grade school, did they separate you? The they boys and the everybody. girls? They did. Oh, my gosh. You know? And, you know, in our high school, we had a, like a family life thing where couples got married and they had an egg to raise and you had to keep an eye on it. I never took that class, by the way. I knew that was not me. And I just was not going to fit. Um, but again, there was nothing about end of life. There was right. nothing there, right? Oh, Sherry, oh. keep talking. It's making it comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, I mean, when I asked my mom about sex, let alone never talk about dying, but when I said, what does it mean for the union of the male and female? Because I had only heard the union like this. Dad belongs to union number 543, right? And I'm like, what is a union? And she it's goes- like when, union, when, when they join SEIU and they converge. <laughs> and you know these are the things i mean nobody the only way many people are talked about death is by going to funerals mm -hmm. or having a pet that died but my parents they said they ran away your hamster mm -hmm. doesn't run away it dies Ours ran away, actually. <laughs> well, one of mine did. It but hid under a dresser in my kids' room for like six months. But it had been throwing food out. And so it actually had, I think it had planned it, actually. Planned it had a escape. planned runaway escape from this hamster. I gave him away after we found him. Ah, like, yeah, no more of that nonsense. Right, right, right. Deborah Norwood, um, I agree. I'm a last moment person. Yeah. But she's had a farewell in many ways. Yeah. But she's also mm -hmm. saying it's important to not say everything is meant to be the way it is. And I agree with that. If if someone dies and you're not present, it is what happened. If someone dies and you are present, it is what happened. I I hate for people to feel like, well, my mom needed me to be gone so she could die. I've heard staffs yes. and families you know, you should step out. Your dad doesn't want you to be here when he dies. And I, I think that's a most unfortunate thing to say. We need to say, you be where you need to be as long as you've said the things you need to say. Take care of you the best way you can. And someone's going to be present. And, and that's all we can do. We don't need to imply that there's a, a rationale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? And Deb also talks about in laughter, 
you know how many i i know i've seen movies where people are getting hanged right oh that's yep. jay that's right and his mom just recently passed away yep lots of times they seemingly wait till both of you are there yes and that's you just consider that a blessing mm -hmm. and you say ah she waited and i got to be present what i got to be present mm -hmm. and it would have been okay if people weren't there and laughter is a really important part at the end of life too it is it, it clears a little bit of the emotion and makes space for some of the other emotion brings people together says it's okay to have all the emotions mm -hmm. and laughter and tears are so closely connected right Mm -hmm. Brittany's saying her grandmother waited till all eight of the kids were there. How do you take role at that moment? I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not doubting it. I just, we have like home alone, have, right? We're missing Kevin. <laughs> we, we now have six dogs at the house because we've got Stacy's dad's dog and we have all the other rescues we have. And so now when we are about to close doors, it's like, okay, we have to take role. So we've got one, two, three, and there's always a six missing we can mm -hmm. never figure out which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do it by alphabet or something. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. End of life can be tricky. But the more we talk about it, the more natural it is, the more normal it is. There's a, do I have the book here? No, I don't have it here. There's some great books out there. Um, one is called All My Friends Are Dead. And it's a dinosaur. dinosaur. And then yep. the other one is. I'm dead in dog years. And yep. it's sort of, it brings it, takes an uncomfortable situation and sort of uh, satirizes it, makes fun mm -hmm. of it. And mm -hmm. sometimes that's all we can do in the moment. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure everybody here has had people that go, that's not funny, you know, and I'm going is to me. It is in my world. Yeah. In my I was, world. I, I have a very close knit group of girlfriends and uh, we spent a long time this week in our happy hour talking with one in particular about care planning for her parents who are both coping with um, dementia and loss of memory. And I said, you really got to get all the information together. And of course there's this hesitancy and nobody wants to like push through the hesitancy and just say, we got to figure this out. And I said, you know, there's a really good book you should get for everybody. It's called I'm dead. Now what? And it's a great book. It's all about all the, the documents that need to get done. And it's one book where you can put all the information in uh -huh. and it's not expensive. And this is not an ad for it, but that's the kind of book that you leave out on the table and conversations will happen. So if you're in a family where conversations don't happen about these things, that one will kickstart it. Yeah. And that's what you hope. And then it's amazing how they all go. Neep, 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 neep. Right. 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 I, I get your, I, should, I know I shouldn't say it this way. Get your stuff together, everybody. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Get it together. Get your papers together. Sign those things. Make sure which kid does what thing. And if you don't have kids, who's next on the list? Right. Yeah. Get it all put together. 
Uh, Deb Norwood talks about Patch Adams encouraging much gentle laughter in in last moments. I, I'll tell you, if if everything's going to shock you, there's there'll be organic laughter maybe if that is your mo already, right? Yep. If it's not your mo, you're gonna if you it's don't practice resilient, if you don't practice that flexibility now. You ain't going to have it when it happens. So practice it now. Practice some good self-care, folks. That doesn't mean spa day, especially not with COVID up and about. But it does mean get outside and get a walk. I know some of you are places where it's freezing right now, and I'm very sorry. It is. It's, it, it's it going to be 71 here today. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to have high winds and, and fire weather. Oh, don't try to make it sound better. Or worse, just for me. Forget it. But all of you enjoy the beautiful snow and walk around your house. I do have people who actually get 10,000 steps in doing laps around yeah, a they do. Foot apartment. So get moving, pick up a, a water bottle and do some arm stretches, right? Even if you're seated. Yeah. And uh, do a little journal time and read a few funny moments, find some funny stuff, or if nothing else, there are about 10 million Husky videos now on every kind of social media. And talking Huskies are absolutely hysterical to me. I know they're probably not. Talking Debs Huskies? Like, ooh, like ooh, people ooh, talk. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. When they, they ask the, the dog a question and the dog answers. Oh. Right. <laughs> Any of those things are lots of fun. Do some stuff to take care of yourself and, and oh. take advantage of what you have. Jay says his dogs are... Therapy on walks. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. My cat, can you talk to me? And he's like, uh, no, I'm climbing. It <laughs> is 22 degrees here. And then probably with the wind chill, knocked out in 10 degrees with the wind chill at no, least. No, I don't think so. It was 51 when I went out this morning first. And I had undershirt, sweater, and a jacket on. And even then I was cold. <laughs> like, you don't turn on, baby. <laughs> Gotta love the, the heated seat. Oh, look at Deborah wrote at Pets for Peace. Woohoo! Yeah. So that's why we've got them. That's why Walls we got them. Yeah, create five dogs in the bed now. That's probably TMI too. Oh, we had to switch. I know to you Eastern have a king, king so we had space. Yeah, California yeah. King, it wouldn't work. Right, we switched beds for the dogs. Uh -huh. Yes, we did. <laughs> and I'm glad of it. Oh, that's, that, that's great. All right, guys. So we'll be back next week. We do have some guests coming. Yeah. Um, we're going to work on Amy right after this and see if we can get her to come back too. Because she oh, was yeah. popular last time. And yeah. uh, we'll be back here next week to talk about all things grief and loss and some humor and some grace. If you've got some things you want us to talk about, post it. If you've got someone you want us to ask to come on, Post that too. Yeah, let us know. I, I, I know I'm going to ask Melissa more. Well, she's got a different last name now, but I'm going to ask her, one of my AATH buddies. I'm having a conversation with none other than Steve, Rabbi Steve later next month. Awesome. So I'm going to see if we can't entice him to come onto our little program and, and mm -hmm. make that a special treat. I'm not sure that we're big enough for that, but I'm going to try. Because All right. Steve's got a really great outlook on grief and loss too. He does. He does. All right, guys. We'll until next week. We'll see you and take good care of you. Peace out. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.